The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's 205 on this Monday. How you doing? It's been a long few days, a long few nights. Has it? Well, I think for uh, for uh, some folks in Edmonton who, uh, you know, I suppose uh, did a lot of great copping. Yeah, it was a good week, wasn't it? Uh, and a good weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah. What? Is that well, it was, we did a good job of hosting the Grey Cup. That's probably a good place to leave it. Um, the game itself was... The game itself was pretty lame, to be honest. It was. The best, yeah. uh, the biggest plays were called back yeah. on penalties, yeah. but what are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Um, then, of course, if you got home in time, if you're at the Grey Cup <laughs> and got home in time to watch the Oilers take on... The worst team in the league and lose. That was <laughs> that was the cherry on top of that Sunday. Uh, yeah. It was curious, and I'll just say this. It was curious to watch um, the crowd control at Commonwealth Stadium because I would have to say, and, and again, we did it, you know, big crowd, did a great job, I think, of uh, hosting the Grey Cup. Um, but it was as if the... Security at Commonwealth was not anticipating a big crowd. The the way it was so jammed up in there, trying people trying to get from one side of the stadium to the other to get to their seats before the game began, that it it, it became a, a standoff between the two sides and nobody was moving. It took uh, almost... 35 minutes to get from one side of the stadium yeah. to the other. There, there didn't seem to be a system that's, for that's moving them. That's a lot them. of folks, right? That's, you know, what, 50, yeah. 55,000 people uh, yeah. going going through there. And at both ends, I find that sometimes even on, you know, smaller crowds, it can be it can be a little challenging at, at best. So I could see how with that many people trying to, you know, circumnavigate the, the stadium, it, it could, it gets bunged up at the ends yeah. where it narrows down I exactly. found and it's still tricky it's not it's not there's not a lot of room for no for for, for the crowds to, well, in and that circle right. in the concourse exactly right at the best of times during yeah. a regular season game there isn't a ton of room back there however um, this was a bigger crowd yeah. with some more obstacles. There yeah. was a lot of television cameras down yeah, that end. For sure. And so they had put a little rope out to to take even more space mm-hmm. away from that. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of shacks that were not in use where they normally sell memorabilia, or not yeah. memorabilia, sports apparel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were not operating, but they were still there. Yeah. So that took up some space as well. Eventually, we saw... Um, police come to that end and try and sort it out but literally nobody could move so it it's like you understood that you were in the way but there was nowhere to go like you couldn't move to the right or the left or, or back up like it was just everyone it was, was just so jam packed in there it, it really i mean and everyone was pretty good about it see i, w- I would have probably lost it a little bit at that point well people were starting to lose it it's and like, they were on, let's 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 do something let's right move. but well that's just it and and people coming in one direction and the opposite direction were saying you guys have to get to the right and, and you know okay how <laughs> like we're just we're it, i pictured sort of two rushing rivers <laughs> that came together yeah, there was nowhere yeah, for yeah. it to go right and like i say police eventually arrived and sort of sorted it out and then it moved a little better after that but once you got past the end zone mm-hmm. and turned the corner, and it would have helped, by the way, if people went to the correct gate. 
So I will just say that on behalf of everybody at Commonwealth, if you looked at your ticket and went to the correct gate, that would help, but it's a big building, so a lot of people don't want to walk all the way around. They want to cut through. Um, But once you got to the concourse area, it was, you know how bunged up it is on on a regular day. So, you know, now put 50 some thousand people in there. It was so crazily bunged up that having spent 30 minutes trying to get to that side of the stadium, nobody had the patience now to try and get through this second crowd. So what they were doing was they were taking whatever stairs up and then cutting across rows to get to their seats. So, yeah, it just... I don't know how to handle it better, and I'm not, you know, I'm mm-hmm. uh, thankfully I'm not charged with the responsibility well, of moving crowds at Commonwealth, but it, I feel like it could have been better. I can tell you that uh, sitting and watching it at home, um, it looked good. It looked really good. Did it? Uh, the uh, the uh, the halftime show, whether you like Alessia Cara. Mm-hmm. Kara, Kara, or not. Um, I, I was very impressed with her. She's 22 years old. Yeah, I, I heard she nailed it. She nailed it. She uh, she she was singing live. It sounded really good, the stage itself. And Dwayne Viano had told us, he said, wait till you see the stage and the fireworks, all of that sort of stuff. I had uh, I had missed the opening with Brett Kissel singing uh, the anthem and the, and the snowbirds fly past. Um, but again, lots of video of it. That looked great. There were some great videos, great moments well, from that. That, you know, I, I think if you're there, you, you're remembering those moments of just, you know, that sheer just trying to get around. But sitting at home having a beer on my couch, it um, it looked good. You know, here's the thing. It looked good from the stands as well. Once you got into the stands. If you were watching it on the widescreen. Like, if you looked at it okay. on the widescreen, yeah. you could see what people at home obviously were seeing on television. And you thought, man... That looks incredible. But again, you know, and I'm only saying what people around me were saying. The other, the couple of things that sort of, you know, the conversation turned to as the game went on was at halftime. So the, they put the stage where they always put the stage, which is at one end. Mm-hmm. And I think people were all, I don't think, I know, people were like, why wouldn't the halftime show be in the center of the field? Like mm-hmm. they. So everyone had the, you know... Uh, because of the fireworks, probably. I guess so, yeah. It, it, obviously, there's an answer to that, yeah. but I think people were curious. And the other thing was the 50-50 was over $300,000. Yeah. The game, you know, people were pretty confident which way the game was going, you know, most uh, halfway through the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But nobody left because they hadn't drawn the 50-50. So again, it's one of those things, I understand with the number of tickets they sold, it would take a lot longer to get them in, processed, and draw. But they didn't make an announcement um, that, okay, folks, we haven't drawn the 50-50 yet, but we will. Well, right? yeah. They wonder if they were holding on. They wanted to have more crowds at the end for when they presented the trophy. But that's possible too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> there wasn't very many there at the end when the when the when the trophy was presented. What we could see from on television, anyway. Uh, Greg's on the phone this afternoon. Hey, Greg. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm still warming up from the Grey Cup. Uh, let me tell you that. I was in flip-flops and shorts all game, so it was cold. Oh, you flip-flops <laughs> and shorts, man. It was very cold, but I got to go on the on the field for halftime and you guys are talking about lineups yeah well they did not think the process through for getting the fans from the concourse down to the field and back Mm. it was a complete and absolute nightmare 
we actually more or less you after the first quarter you went and found them outside and you sat outside the whole entire second quarter just standing there like we were watching the game on TSN on our phone. You know, I wondered where all you guys had gone because we were watching it when they finally brought everybody in and they sort of held them there for a while while they brought the equipment in, too. I was watching you guys thinking, what are they doing down there? Yeah, and then we we stayed outside uh, by gate two. Then we were moved all the way to gate six, but then we had to run because there was so much disorganization going on. Then we went down... And you're fighting with all everybody on by the big screen there. Yeah, that's where we came down into on, onto the field. So you're fighting with all the other fans. All the other fans had no idea why everybody's held up right there. So they're getting mad. We're getting mad. We're, we have no idea what's happening. And then we had to cross the whole entire field to get to the the stage. Huh. And it was just a complete. I, I thought it was a complete nightmare. You know, I and I heard this. Now, I don't know if this is true. I heard this, that the west side of the stadium ran out of beer at one point as well, causing well, everybody to have to go beer. to the east side. They ran out of beer and they ran out of food. So then there were guys coming back to our section. I was sitting in CC, too, and they're like, well, they're out of food, so uh, they got a bag of chips. So wow. it, it was very. I've I've been to many Grey Cups. I was in Winnipeg for uh, when Edmonton played, and it was hands down really great in the stadium. Everything, you know, you always got food, you always got beer. You, you, the, the lineups were great. Everything was moving. This Grey Cup, it wasn't moving. Hmm. Well, it was sort I, of odd. Like I say, it was just sort of odd. It, they'd also restricted the doors. Where you could go for a, a cigarette, smoke, yeah. which again causes large groups of people who are accustomed to going out a certain door and have all season to now move to the other side mm. of the stadium. So you've got it was like people were moving around, but there was no. It was how do I say this? It was like they were restricting the flow, but had not anticipated what restricting the flow would cause. Yeah. And it had to and be for security smoke, reasons. Let me tell you. Oh, there was quite a bit of that, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, in the wow. stands, wow. yeah, yeah. In the stands, everywhere. Yep. So yeah, it was, it was different. It was a different legalization one on one. Greg, thanks for the phone call. You're not alone on Thank this you. one. We're getting some texts in. We sure uh, are, yeah. About it uh, as. As as well, Jamie says, hey, um, you know, after being stuck for 20 minutes, I made it to the counter and they were out of hot dogs and the game hadn't even started. <laughs> yeah. See, that's funny because we, we lined up, and these are, these are just things that happen, right, when you get a big crowd, yeah. obviously. We lined up to grab dogs and a beer before we mm-hmm. went to our seats thinking, well, I'm not, not fighting this crowd again. twice. But they were out of hot dogs and beer. Mm. But they didn't yell to the back of the lineups like, so okay, we're waiting. out of beer. So you just yeah. wait, 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 get all the way to the front. You know, right? putting on a, an event uh, of that size, there's a lot of balls that For are being sure. uh, juggled. And uh, do want to give a tip of the hat to uh, Dwayne Vino and uh, Len Rhodes and uh, the Great Cup Committee uh, for for the for the event, for the the five days of, of yeah. Grey Cup that uh, did go on. Because, yeah, there's always going to be some challenges there, without a doubt. And when you have that many people, 
people. I can't even imagine what the LRT ride was home uh, was like afterwards. Um, we didn't try that. Having said that, you know, um, we we had gone to. Um, the alumni luncheon, the CFL yes. alumni lunch uh, in at the Shaw Conference Center on on Friday, and it was a fun, you know, great yeah. event in and out. Like it was started at noon, it was done at ah, two, good, good. and then they had to flip it over immediately for the Atlantic party because they were having their kitchen right. party that night. Yeah. You know, within two hours, just the you know, how much production was going into everything and had gone down to the Spirit of Edmonton room when we first got there because the oldest was down there with his company. And I guess maybe because I think he needed a ticket to get into Spirit of Edmonton. Yeah. But at that point, it was kind of half done. It's now 11 o'clock, and the security guy is like, just go. Oh. So I walked across, but just went over to see them, and then we turned around and laughed. But, yeah, that's uh, that's a big room. That's a lot of people. That's uh, Oh, for sure. Yeah, so uh, I hope you all had fun, and I hope you all managed okay. I know some folks got home quite late. There was an after party last night <laughs> as well, the rec laws who opened. I think they did the pregame yeah. stuff. They were playing somewhere last night as well, and I know some uh, folks around here didn't get home till about 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Do you know uh, my one takeaway, and I'll give mm. it to the fans, so many people were in the colors of their team. Which I loved. Yeah, Winnipeg, you know, yeah. Saskatchewan. There was, of course, Calgary Stampeder fans there and, and Eskimo fans. Mm-hmm. It was actually really fun to sit with fans from another team, especially, to be honest with you, the Rough Rider and Winnipeg and BC fans, because none of us had a dog in the race. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was just fun. It was sort of like an amnesty or something. You know know what I mean? It was like we all laid down our weapons and talked and laughed with each other. Guess who I finally got to meet on Friday? Oh, I saw. Matt Donegan. Matty D. And he posed for a selfie, looks like. When, well, we saw each other and uh, <laughs> we, the, saw, each we other. saw each other. And the person <laughs> that I had was going for this lunch with, he's like, hey, Matt. And uh, Matt looks over me and says, I saw you the other day. And I said, that's right. <laughs> anyway, I said to him, <laughs> trying to get the picture done. Yeah. And it was there was a lot of... It's just a bad angle with yeah. stuff. Okay. And all he looked at me, he says, girl, he says, all I ever say is, if you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> <laughs> and off we went. I met Damon Allen, but uh, what, one of the interesting things was, and we can move on, but um, on the hot stove. So they had uh, they had Damon Allen, they had Tom Wilkinson, they had someone else I can't remember. They had Ricky Ray, and then they had Matt Dunnigan doing this. So like between the five of them, 20 Grey Cup rings. Yeah, and oh yeah. Throwing off the stats and that sort of stuff. But someone had asked Damon Allen what he's doing these days. And uh, he made some comment about whenever he's up here, he he takes uh, Gizmo, Gizmo mm-hmm. uh, Williams out and is teaching him how to play, how to play golf. Well, Gizmo really? took a fun exception to that, got up out of his chair, walked up on stage, grabbed the microphone from Blake Dermont, and then proceeded <laughs> to say, "You don't forget that I." I won that. I beat you this year. (laughs) I I kicked your bleeping butt. (laughs) Wow. um, And I won that trophy. And then he turned around with the mic and he went again. It was just, it was, uh, that was a a really fun part of of that lunch. It was that hot stove with with, uh, people sharing the stories and the questions being asked and just listening to these guys. Hmm. You know, it's just, again, you think, you know, these guys sitting around, what it's like every time they get together for a party. Hey, you remember that time? And nobody fist fought, right? Nobody fist fought. Fit, fit so that's good. No, no, that's it was good. all good. It was good. Okay, it's 325. Randy's on the phone. Randy, you're at the Great Cup? 
Yes, I was. Did you have a blast? Had a great time. Uh, the crowds were absolutely crazy, yeah. like you've been saying. I uh, went with a friend who basically had a disability, and to walk from one end to the other for a cigarette was about 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well. <laughs> yeah. Like we say, say I, about it. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to find out, and I will, who was handling logistics. Was it the CFL? Was it? Well, I think the CFL takes it, takes it over, right? I, I would assume so, because it just felt... Here's how it felt to me. And again, they did a magnificent job in general, but it felt to me like whoever was running security and crowd control wasn't familiar with the building. That's what it felt like to me. Yes. You know? I've been and to a few games. I've been to a few Eskimo games over the years, and it's never been like that. And, you know, I don't drink, but I did get to buy a few beers for people who were with, and... My God, the lineups were 40 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, obviously, and um, they ran out awfully of almost everything. And then you're at the back of the line by the time you get up there, well, there's not the brands you want, right? So yeah. it was just always a little, something was always a little off, it felt like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I took my friend out to have a cigarette, and, um, boy, did she ever get reamed out for uh, walking out the wrong gate and... She almost never got let back in. So, and she had a you know, she had a leg injury. She couldn't really walk too far, right? Mm. Hmm. And the end of the night was obviously getting on the train. My gosh, we ended up forget it. It was, it was um, about a fifteen foot wide humanity <laughs> all the way back almost to the uh, road there at the stadium, and we ended up walking almost to the Cromdale area. Catch well, a cab. Yeah, you know what we did? We we left the stadium. We weren't even going to try yeah. the LRT, and we just walked as far away from the stadium as we could. Got an Uber yes. and got an Uber. Yeah, but we just needed to get somewhere yeah, where yeah. we could get an identifiable yeah. address, right? And then the Uber took. It wasn't bad. It took about twenty minutes to get to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, we just walked out at a shopper's Walmart and found a cab that somebody dropped off somebody. We jumped in there and said, "Hey, take us over there because it doesn't take much." Well, you know, since you mentioned that, I want to mention this, too. So when we were walking out and talking about doing an Uber, right, there was yep. one of those massive traffic signs, you know, that like the ones that, where they say big ticket yes. event or whatever. But it said taxis mm. with an arrow. <laughs> so we looked at it and went, oh, okay, so there must be a lineup of taxis somewhere. So all these people crossed the street to follow the arrow, and we all sort of walked as there's like the walking dead there weren't any taxis. Mm. So I don't know if the plan had been that taxis would be on this one road or and they just didn't show up or but it was just really weird. Like it was like it was just like a big lie. Like <laughs> taxis this way, but there weren't any. And, and, and we looked for the Yeah. We looked for the buses that said Belvedere, you know, like you know, you have buses out now. And yeah, we can find one. The guys are supposed to get on the mass transit and good luck getting on the train. And if we sit on that train and gone into that lineup, my gosh, with the person that I was with, uh it you know, it, we got there like two o'clock. Mm. I we got out of there. We got safely back to the car and warmed up at the uh, Belvedere station at nine thirty. And that's walking with somebody with a just you know with yeah. a bad leg, right? It was a it it was tough. I could tell you. And you know, we we came three hours from out of town, and it was uh, she was a battle yesterday. But we you know, of course, the game it was 
the game's the game, right? We enjoyed it. Yeah, Don't we get did, me wrong yeah, there. We did as well. Awesome, Randy. Game day presentation was fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, it's, you know, I can remember trying to leave there after a sold-out uh, ACDC concert. Yeah. And there was no cabs. There was no, I don't think there was Uber at the time. Right. It just, it took forever and ever and ever and ever to find a, a, a way home. And, uh, but that's that's part of it when you're dealing with 50,000, yeah, sure. 55,000 people. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've left the Superdome after a, a game and but the thing is you can walk yeah you know you're walking exactly, it was yeah. a long walk but we walked and we walked <laughs> and we walked okay 2 30 uh, eileen bell has your news up next the 6 30 chad afternoon news with Jalen nye and andrew gross weekdays at 2 on 6 30 chad